Welcome to the Inquisitive Nobody. I'm your host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back. And also thank you for everybody who continues to listen to this podcast. Uh, I try to promote it as much as I can. And thank you for just listening to whether it's my personal stories or my reviews to this show. Uh, I really appreciate every single one of you. Thank you from the people from United States and also to overseas. I see you, UK. I see that you're listening. Ireland, I see that you're listening too. That's super awesome. And thank you for listening to me and I hope you guys are watching the show. Um I don't know, it's so funny. I've this is like the 25th episode, but I don't know if I've ever said what channel this show's on or whatever, but like um it's on Lifetime. I don't know, of course, I don't know where it is on the world. I know they have Married at First Sight Australia. I don't necessarily I don't watch that. Um I heard it's even crazier than the US version, but in the US it's on Lifetime, Married at First Sight and today is the, well, I wouldn't say the first episode, but it is the new season, definitely season 12. I finally started it, even though at the time of this recording, I believe there are four episodes in. So I'm on the matchmaking special right now, season 12, um, episode zero, we'll say, <laughs> of the matchmaking special and season 12, all right? And it's in Atlanta, okay? So... Um, we're gonna freaking start, okay? Because <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say, but this is this is it, all right? We're on a new season where you know we cleansed, we cleansed what? We cleansed our palate of season eleven. Not to say that it was bad; it was actually pretty good. But you know, just of all the people that I didn't like, then it's all gone. Karen did not like Olivia. I I liked that at the beginning, but started to hate. Everybody else, oh, nope, Christina's, Christina's a bitch, so everybody else is pretty good in my book, okay, so we're just gonna move on, I'm gonna learn about these new people, all right, so there you go, season 12, episode 0, matchmaking special, all right, so let's do it, so, um, and thank you for the first time listeners, if you're just hopping on to season 12 or this uh this uh, podcast and also this show welcome this is married at first sight okay and essentially it's when people uh do a uh, survey like a, i don't know six or seven hour survey and they want to get married and so they get married and they meet their uh they meet their uh spouse literally at the altar when they get married yeah crazy concept crazy show still love it seen it since season one. i'm a day one watcher and i'm gonna keep going until this show ends which is i believe i think they signed on for six six more seasons so uh they they signed on for six more seasons on at uh season 11 so they will stop at season 17 and i think that should be i think <laughs> i mean i watch it i'll i will continue to watch it as long as this show continues 
but that's probably three years from now. So uh, they should probably stop at season 17, even though that's a weird number. They should probably stop at season 20, just to, you know, 20 seasons of Mad at First Sight, you know, and then they should have at the end of it, they should have all the couples that have stayed together in one picture. Like, that'd be awesome. I, I would absolutely love to have that. Or, like, have them, I don't know, have, like, a an entire day. Like, a Married at First Sight day. Not for us, but for them. To hang out with each other, activities, and, and all that stuff. You know, with, with the, with the uh, kids and all that good stuff. That'd be so awesome. That'd be so freaking awesome for them to do. You need to pay me lifetime, okay? <laughs> anyway, let's go. Season 12, Episode 0, Matchmaking Special. Okay, so of course we open up with, we still have our favorite experts, uh, Dr. Pepper Schwartz, who is a sociologist, then we have Pastor Cal, who is a marriage counselor, and we have Dr. Viviana Coles, who is mm, 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 good, okay, she is sexy, oh my god, she was sexy this entire, uh, this entire special. Okay, Dr. Viviana Coles is freaking hot. Okay, I mean, yeah, she was hot the entire episode, but she was absolutely stunning and gorgeous when they had to decide, you know, when they're in that, uh, I guess, facility, in that room where they pick the couples. Like, wow, like the skin tone, her her speech, her dress, I, I mean, her outfit, I should say. Top notch. Whoever is styling dr viviana coles i know some of it is her because i follow her on instagram um but whoever is hooking her up keep doing it because she looks gorgeous all right anyway so yeah dr viviana coles as a marriage and family therapist okay so these are the experts that will be choosing the couples that will be on the show all right so first up, we have Clara, who's 27, and she's nicknamed Miss Sassy and Spunky. Okay, and from what I have here, it says that she likes ethnically ambiguous men. She says that she's, oh, and she's a flight attendant, sorry. Um, she, um, yeah, she likes ethnically ambiguous men, and she says she has, quote-unquote, tasted every flavor of the rainbow. Okay, so she, you know, she's run the gamut. <laughs> You know, she's uh, uh, she said that she's been with everybody and she likes and but ultimately she would like to end up with uh, what did she say? She says she would like to end up with somebody in between Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Reynolds. So I guess Michael B. Jordan as a Michael B. Jordan, probably in physique. She didn't say this, but this is what I'm uh, speculating in my head. I believe she means Michael B. Jordan in physique, right? Just, just his, just his presence, because I know a lot of women love this guy. I mean, I, we just saw the Super Bowl, and he had an Amazon commercial where they retrofitted Amazon into his body, so people were like, oh my god, I would love to have that. I wish that was a real, uh, product. Uh, some of my friends who, who love Michael B. Jordan, I gave them that uh, episode. I gave them the ad, and they were like, "Oh man, where can I pre-order that?" So I don't necessarily think they like him for his personality. They just like him for his physique, which is fine. But Ryan Reynolds, I believe, is the one that they want 
for not to say that he has a bad physique, but Ryan Reynolds is more a a popping personality. Like his personality is ridiculous. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, or if anything, his movie type. I don't know how he is at home because I know he keeps saying that he's Canadian. So all the the characters that he plays are just very opposite of him. So we'll say movie Ryan Reynolds, or I guess Deadpool, if you want to say. Like it's very bombastic and very out there and stuff. So I think she wants a mixture of that. So, but I mean, that's fine. She's a flight attendant, much like um, Christi- uh, Christina at uh, in season 11. Um, she's cute. Clara is pretty cute. I, I, I have deemed her my cutie of the show. Okay. So I will be watching her very intently because she, she is cute. Um, it says that she doesn't want to casually date. Um, but when she does, the guys are mostly losers. And what she wants in a man is confidence in himself, confidence in her, confidence in the both of them, and ready to take on the world together. Okay. She says she's an activist, human rights, uh, civil rights, wants her husband to be just as passionate. So she's into like political stuff. Or, well, I don't want to say political, but I guess political, but just more so humanitarianism. Yeah, that's the, that's what that that's what she's into, which is all good. All right, the next person is and and the it's cool that I got these things because I love looking at the people's ages to see to see if they are ready for marriage. And I know I know some people say, oh, age is nothing but a number, and you can get married at any time. Yeah, sure. Technically. Yeah, two 18-year-olds can get married with a $500, I was going to say $500 bill, doesn't exist. But with $500, you can just go to the courthouse and boom, put a stamp on it, you're married. Da, 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 da. But um, I don't know, I just like seeing how old they are and what, and especially now, what their uh, job is for the simple fact that in relation to me, because I I always have this duality of trying to answer what marriage is to me or or what is marriage. Because some people say that marriage is the love, the 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 part of being able to be with somebody for the rest of your life, whereas some other people say no, it's to build a not build a brand but can you can you afford this and i'm not saying that you need to afford a lamborghini or something like that but okay the other side of marriage is building right so can you build a family can you live in this house can you sustain this house can you do that? The financial stuff. Okay. There's the there's the love stuff and there's the financial stuff. And can you do both of those things? Because if you can, then you can be married. Because for me, and I know and I'm sorry for all the people who have been listening since episode one that I keep talking about this, but hey, it's my podcast. You keep coming back, so I'm gonna keep talking about it because it affects me as well. This is exactly why I watch the show. Because these 
things elicit a feeling in me not necessarily I get triggered even though sometimes I did you guys remember last season with Karen she got me triggered every episode but these things trigger old memories and I would like to speak about them so please if you don't like it fast forward but for the ones who like to have me reminisce about old things please stand by (laughs) all right but yeah I just feel that with me in my old relationship, I remember um, just trying to cultivate the love aspect of the marriage because I wanted to, because for first time listeners, I used to be engaged and I sought for uh, her. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted my life to be complete with her. So what I did was, of course, got the ring, all that good stuff. And then proposed, and I'm like, yes, I got her. No one else did. She's my catch. She's my girl. I love her. And that's all that I thought that I needed. And then once we were together, we would figure everything out. But at the same time, I didn't cultivate the other side of what marriage is, like the financial stuff. Had I was unemployed at the time that I proposed, had no money still live with my parents I still do live with my parents um I had I had no game plan no blueprint of what to do after the engagement you know because I was more concerned about just grabbing her and saying no she's mine you know and I wanted to solidify that I wanted to continue this path forever you know and it didn't go it didn't it, it, nothing happened and she had to leave three months later after the proposal she left because she saw that I had no game plan I had nothing what was I going to do and and of course there was other factors as well but that was a big factor we were just going through two separate directions in life and then that was it so I like to see where so when I read these down I like to see one their age and two what they do for a living because the interesting part about this stuff because again i i'm that's that's the thing that sucks i'm a hopeless romantic so i'm always putting love over the financial stuff but i forget that when these people on this sh- on these shows are saying oh yeah i want to get married and all that stuff which is fine they they have they have the um right to say that they want to get married but i love to see that they're i love to see i love to know their age and what they do for a living because now i feel that that's all that's all that they that's all that they need in their life like that's all that's left because they've done everything else like i remember i i believe uh greg from oh man i just saw the kickoff special too um that that's right after the matchmaking special i won't do a i'll probably i won't do a i won't do a separate episode of the kickoff special i don't don't believe that it's necessary but essentially the kickoff special was with four not panelists but four people from you know variety entertainment weekly not necessarily those publications but from from magazines that that watch the that have been avid watchers of the show and they decide they talk about each couple just like i am and then they say who's going to make it and who's and who's not and or what they think of the people individually and they had people from 
old old uh, seasons. Hop in either through Zoom or in studio to talk about the new couples of the season. And one of them who did it through Zoom was Greg and Deanna. I forget what season they were from. Maybe season eight, maybe season nine. I forget. But regardless, Greg was Greg had a whole I forget what his job was but Greg had a whole house to himself he probably had like a three bedroom three bathroom like six to maybe ten room house like a house that he lived by himself with and he had a good job and he said that all that's missing is a family a wife and a family like he was set and it's interesting because I feel that that's how and, and and shout shout out to Greg that that's freaking awesome. Not a lot of people can do that. And the cool thing, I mean, the I mean, that's cool for him. But the crazy thing is, I think that every woman wants a guy to be that prepared to just have everything already set and already done. And then the woman just whoop, just swoop in. Yes, I'll marry you because you're established, you're ready, and then that's it. And I think that's a faulty way of thinking because, for one, what did you do to to help me attain to get to this level? You know, you didn't do anything. You just moved in. <laughs> that's all you did. You moved in and you said the answer yes after a question that I gave you. That's it. That's all you did. You didn't help me get this house. I got it myself. So why are you going to get mad? Let's say if I wanted to come up with a prenup, you know, and protect everything that I had before you. Because, again, I did everything. I did everything. All you needed to do was just sit down and answer the question. Do you want will you marry me? That's it. And you said, yes. All right, let's go. But you didn't help me attain any of this stuff. So I don't want to lose it in case you are like, I don't like you anymore. And then you're going to take my house. No, that's not happening. That was a weird uh, road that I just went on. (laughs) But (laughs) but what I mean is it's that I think a lot of women want men to be that established, that ready to just and have their life on a silver platter for them to just come in and you know, not do any work, not do any work, but it's just that what, I don't know. For me, I like it when two people build the life together, you know, not that, Hey, you're just coming into my life and you're settling in it. I don't know. Um, but I mean, again, not hating on Greg and not necessarily hating on Deanna too. I'm not, Although at the beginning I did because she was super thirsty on uh, when she because remember during the show they visit each other's houses and when she got to his house she was like oh my god you got this you got a patio you got two ovens you got this you got that I'm like yeah look at you mad happy mad happy that this dude is mad established all you need to do is just move in (laughs) you know you ain't got to do no work you're good. You know, of course, of course you would like that. Every chick would love that. Ooh, I didn't have to do any work to get this guy or or I didn't have to I didn't have to bring anything to the table. I think that's what I mean more so that 
I think a lot of women would definitely want a guy to be that established so they don't have to, so they don't have to prove to him what they bring to the table because it doesn't matter anymore. I have everything. All you need to do is just move in. Move your shit in. Let's and let's build a life. But they but they're not even building a life. He built everything. So what are you doing? That's my point that I was trying to make. But I just feel that it's just very interesting because like with Clara, she's a flight she's a flight attendant. I'm I don't know how much money they make, but I'm sure but she she has enough money to live on her own. <laughs> you know, she has a puppy and she's good. So she doesn't need anything else besides a man. You know, uh somebody to get married with. You know, like with me, like I, you know, I don't know. I, of course I live with my parents. But if I'm going out with somebody and um, I would like to get married to her and all that stuff, you know, we're dating. Now we can get we can both we can both move into a house and stuff like that. I guess maybe because my brain is still thinking about my um, uh, my ex where she lived with her parents, too. So me, I'm thinking, all right, cool. We can both once we get married, we can both move into our house instead of me moving into hers or her moving into mine you know if if we if we uh live separately that's that's what i mean but but like um you know we would we would pool our money together boom we can now we have our house and our things and all that stuff as opposed to oh, okay everything is established like with her with her everything would have um been a group effort you know and I think that's why I get mad when women are like, oh, I want somebody who's established and all that stuff. And it's like, why? What are you what are you doing? What are you bringing to the table? You know, what, like, you know, obviously you're not going to bring anything if if the dude is already straight, you know. But uh, I don't know. Went on a went off on a weird tangent. But my thing is, I like seeing what their age is and what they do for a living, because that that indicates to me that they were that they are ready i mean of course their behavior and all that stuff it, sure it, that is going to be a definite factor but i mean for the financial aspect remember how marriage is set up it's like it's two parts it's the love and the financial so with these people i love seeing what they do for work because i'm like oh man they are financially ready to be married. They might not be ready love-wise or, you know, that, that other side, but they are absolutely financially ready to be married, and I was not. I was definitely love-ready, I guess we'll say, for the, for, the, for the sake of argument, that's the term. I was love-ready, but financially ready? Nah, I, I, I was not, and that sucks. But, all right, we're going to keep going. So we have... Another person, his name is Chris, he's 27, and he put hashtag blessed, that, that's his uh, moniker, I guess, which is stupid, because it was, I mean, <laughs> well, hashtag blessed isn't stupid, I'm sorry, it's hashtag blessed, but the S's, the two S's are dollar signs, that's the thing that's stupid, I'm not saying hashtag blessed is stupid, I know there's a lot of religious people out there, I'm not talking about that, or not even, or not even non-religious, uh, not even religious people, non-religious people use blessed too, because something happened in their life, and they feel that they're blessed, and that's awesome, but I'm talking about his specific moniker, with the hashtag dollar signs blessed, it's stupid, 
but he's a finance manager, okay? And he's a restaurant owner. Again, any the only thing that's missing is a wife. Look at that, restaurant owner and finance manager. He's financially set to be married, okay? And he says, I don't want a chick who's after my money, understandably so. He says he wants a woman who's intelligent, submissive, sexy, good in bed, and a freak. I mean, all those are possible in one woman. I don't think that's necessarily a bad uh, list for a partner. I mean, it could be a little too ideal, but I mean, I don't know. It it, it does seem very, uh, not very. It is on the uh, chauvinist side because this guy, Chris, comes off very uh, chauvinistic and masculine. And, and I hate this word, but fine, we'll use it just because we're in the time that we are. He's quote unquote toxic, but he's definitely like this. And of course, I know a lot of people are like, Ugh, Chris is horrible, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, he didn't get this way because uh people didn't like him <laughs> you know apparently he does get ass and and all that stuff so women are perpetuating this this attitude okay he he's he's not i mean granted he, he wants to get married cuz a lot of people are like well how come he's on the show then if he's doing so well it's because he wants to get married that's the thing but he i'm sure he's getting randos <laughs> you know random chicks or you know things like that so you know what i mean so that that attitude works i know i know a lot i see that's the thing a lot of chicks don't like it when they see that kind of attitude in their face but in the moment they're all for it i don't want to hear it you guys are all for that attitude um but yeah he says he wants a max of seven kids crazy um, and the funny thing is he was an ordained minister and his, and his, wait, no, no, that, that's somebody else. Sorry. So he was an ordained minister. His dad, he said was tough on him and there was no handouts. So he had to grind. And I was thinking to myself, is that, is that the right way? You know, is, is that the right way to teach your child to not, give him anything so he so when he you know is climbing the mountain without a ladder or any or any help he he's tougher and he's gruffer and it makes him a man is is that is that the outcome is is that what is that what dads want for their kids because i get it sometimes let's let's take the opposite let's take me i mean i'm a self-deprecating person i don't mind telling my story so my parents pretty much mm, they pretty much sheltered me coddled me whatever whatever you want to say from harm but at the same time it's like okay now you want me to produce at this age and i can't because you sheltered me from everything and now i don't know how to work in this space you know so where the where Chris, um, his dad was tough on him. There was no handouts or anything like that. My father is trying to help me with my life and my future before he passes, and that's great. But at the same time, I didn't learn how to do that by myself. 
So what's going to happen when my parents die? You know, how am I going to take care of myself if I wasn't, if I was never taught anything like that or, or taught to survive? Now, I'm not saying that I'm a lush or an idiot or anything like that. I can get by, but Chris didn't get, he, he just didn't like get by. He, he learned, it's almost as if like the dad threw him to the wolves and the, and Chris survived. So now he has this warped mindset of how things should be like listen listen he, he wants a submissive woman and he always says that uh yo she better not be ugly she better not be ugly you know that's his big fear and i guess you know what i can't do that because that that would be my big fear too like man i really hope that she's attractive not to say that she's that she needs to be a knockout or a 10 i'm just saying that just like he's saying i hope this chick is not ugly i hope i found her attractive so I really can't fault him for that, but the thing is, everything on top of who this guy is, is bad. So when he does say, I hope she's not ugly, it it's it's more impactful, and it's like, damn, you really are a douche bag, <laughs> you know? You really are one. But yeah, is is that the right way? Is that a good way for a father to teach their son the ways of the world is to throw him to the wolves and see if he survives because again yeah his father threw him to the wolves and he survived and that might have done bad things for him personally to be a personable person but look look at what happened though he became a finance manager and a restaurant owner you know, he he cultivated a good life so much so that he is ready to uh, become a husband financially. That did not happen to me. And now I am not ready to be married. You know, financially. Most of my friends are married. I am not. There's a reason for that and I'm and I'm not afraid to talk about that aspect. I'm not ashamed, I'm not necessarily ashamed of myself. It is what it is. You know? So it's like what 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 is the factor? What is that? Should you be hard on your kids so they can grow up and be something or but but they might become a douche or shelter them, coddle them so they'll be nice people when they grow up but now they're not ready for the world. What do you do? What do you do in that situation? I don't know. I don't know what you do in that situation. Well, let's keep going. So we find out that he was engaged twice. The first one, the first time he was engaged, he wasn't making any money. So she left. That sounds extremely familiar because that happened to me. <laughs> and it's not like, but I don't want to, again, I don't want to make it sound like she was a gold digger. That That is not how... My ex-fiance was. She was not a gold digger. All right. At all. It's just that again, how are you preparing for the future if you don't have any money to have a future? That was mainly the reason. Not because, oh, you can't buy me this, you can't buy me that. No, she was never like that. Okay. There's just that, okay, how are we going to build a future? How are you going to do this? That's why she left. The second one, the second engagement for him was uh, no mutual trust. 
and I he didn't he didn't elaborate. Hopefully in the next episode that he will, but he didn't elaborate on that. And so hopefully maybe a third time's a charm for him because this will be the third time. Um, and he said his last relationship ended three months ago, so that's fairly recent for him to all of a sudden want to decide, hey, I want to get married. But then he, you know he listen he got engaged twice. I completely understand what that means. I mean, I've I've only been engaged once, but I've I might I might have said it on on this podcast before, but it is very hard. Well, one is very hard for a man to admit that he wants to spend the rest of his life with one woman. That's that's one. Two, it's hard for him to get to that point and to get a ring and propose, right? But three, and this is the I don't I don't wouldn't say it's the most important, but that that third thing is that it is very once a guy gets to that point of wow, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this person, and two, attempt it by giving her this ring. Three, whether she says yes or no, it is hard for a dude to go back down, could to go back down before that before he got the nerve to climb the mountain to climb that specific mountain so it's very hard to say will you marry me to this person and then go back down to hey do you like cats (laughs) you know on a date with somebody you know take it uh, take it from me I I have lived that life. It has been very hard to go back down because me now, all I want to do is fucking get married. You know, I don't want to freaking do this dating bullshit. This dating bullshit sucks. It sucks. It's stupid. Um, nobody knows what they want, and uh, it takes everything takes too damn long. <laughs> you know, it's just like, come on, come on, come on, let's go, let's get married, let's do this, let's do this. I just want to find my person, and build my life, and let's go. You know, maybe it's because of my age too, but also too, like I've been down this road Uh, and I was in a relationship for, with my ex-fiance for four and a half years. I, I have been single for nine years. Next year, it's going to be 10. It's going to be a decade since I've had a formal relationship. And it just, it just sounds weird to me that I, um, what's it called that I would have to do that again you know I don't want to be in another four-year relationship with a woman I want to be four years married with somebody it just just the just the just listening to just hearing that is just so disgusting to me like what it's it's so funny I've been single for so long it's weird it's so weird to hear that I was actually in a four and a half year relationship. I don't even know what that looks like now. That just sounds ridiculous. Because I was never, I mean, when I say this, this this, this isn't what I actually mean. I have never been a relationship guy. And that doesn't mean that, oh, I've been single and ready to mingle and stuff. It's just that, no, I've had bad luck with women. So I have been in very few relationships, maybe two in my adult life um two real ones anyway and well i mean one and a half <laughs> we'll say if, if i'm keeping it real but it just seems so weird i'm 
I'm looking back and I'm saying, whoa, I was in a relationship for four and a half years and I proposed? This is insane. I Again, I've been single for nine years. I can't even, that just sounds so foreign to me. It sounds like you're talking about somebody else. It does not sound like, like you're talking about me. It sounds so weird. So weird. I don't know. But anyway, so Chris, I don't like him. Uh, I, I, I don't like him at all, <laughs> but it will be interesting to see how he maneuvers through this season, but I do not like him. Okay, so we go to the next person, which is Eric. All right, so we got Eric. All right, Eric is the next person. He's 34. So this is an old guy, you know, <laughs> and I'm sorry that I say old. It's just because when you get to that stage not even in life but it's very few people who get married who who get on this show who's that old that that that's what i'm saying so 34 is particularly old uh for this show not in life 34 is actually you know fairly young um but it's so funny because ah this is another thing that gets on my nerves with not gets on my nerves but yeah, it gets on my nerves. <laughs> but not anything particularly with the show. It's just, it's just my personal just beef. Is that um, it's just so crazy that I'm looking at these people, and we're only like to the third person. But I look at these people, and I look at them, and I say, "Man, look at them. They they look so much older than me." And I'm not talking about uh, skin type or physique or not necessarily age, but it's just like just in just, I guess, mentally and just where they are in life. And it's so weird. Like, look, like Clara is 27. I'm not good at math. Wait, so I'm 40. Clara's 27. That's 13 years younger than me. But her life is set. Her life is set. All that she needs is a man and a husband. But she's good. She is straight. Chris is 27. He's a finance manager, restaurant owner. Okay? I'm 40 and I live with my parents. <laughs> okay? Um just like that George quote. I love that George quote. <laughs> my name is George. <laughs> Wait, what is it? My name is George. I live with my I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. <laughs> and I forgot and I forgot what else he said and that girl was like, oh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's a sister. It was like, oh, hi, my Dorothy or something. And she's like, what? It was in the uh, the opposite episode, I think, where George decided to do everything that he's normally. He decided to do the opposite of everything that he's normally done. And one of the first things that he did, I'm talking about Seinfeld, by the way, <laughs> and, what, and what he did, what one of the first things that he did was um talk to a girl despite his current circumstance so he's unemployed bald unemployed bald lives with his parents and for some reason the girl liked that about him so if if only life can can be that can be that simple but when it, so clara is 25 flight attendant boom she's straight Chris, 27, finance manager, restaurant owner. Boom. Freaking Eric is 34, 
but but okay, Eric is closer to my age, but still, like twenty seven and twenty seven, like that's young, is or at least that's younger. I should say I shouldn't diss them like they're kids, but what I but what I mean was that I seeing these people, they seem like they're my age, and then when I'm reminded of their age when it comes up next to their name, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they're like a decade and a half younger than me and they're and they're straight you know it just makes me feel horrible because i'm like where am i at what am i doing with my life you know that's what it is that's the thing that gets on my nerves and it makes me sad but i don't know and again it's not the show's fault um it's not necessarily my fault it again it is what it is and I'm just looking at it like, oh man, damn! Like this is where I need to be. This is what this is what the women, this is what women want, for you to be established and for you to be independent and live on your own. And I get it. I'm not faulting them, but I'm looking at these people. I'm looking at these people, and I'm like, ah, that's what women want. Okay, this is what they want. Man, this is where I need to be. And and looking at them. I, it seems so unattainable. <laughs> I think that's another thing that boggles my mind. It seems unattainable. Like, man, I cannot get anywhere near that where they are. So when I see that, it just makes me feel, well, well there you go. I'm never getting married. <laughs> you know, if if the, if that seems so unattainable, then I, I might need, I might as well just give up. There's there's no chance. There's no shot. So I should stop looking, and just be thankful that I am where I am. You know, this podcast with the with these two books that I'm writing, and just be grateful that I have these things because that what you're watching on television, Martini. Don't even look at it. <laughs> look away, just like that Hootie and the Blowfish song on their first album. Look away, because you're not getting that. And, and and it sucks it, it it sucks but uh that's kind of the fight that i have with myself mentally every time i watch every time there's a new season and i see a new batch of people on i just go oh man damn they are established they they are going to make it and i look at my life and i'm like whoa i am so far from that i don't even know where to start to begin to get on that road to where they at to where to where what i'm watching and they're not even again they're not even in lavish houses they just live on their own that's it they live on their own and, and they have a good job that's it and they have a car that, that that's the extent of the lavishness that these people have you know and um i don't know it just it just it stings that's that's basically what i'm trying to say it stings anyway We'll continue. Eric, 34 years old. His moniker is Mr. Flying Solo because he is a pilot and he is in the Air Force Reserves. Bam. Again, 34 years old. He's a pilot. And he's a, uh, he's um, part of the Air Force Reserves. Look at that. Set. He's ready to go. He is ready to be married. Okay. Is And his biggest fear is my biggest fear. And his biggest fear is growing up alone and, yeah, just pretty much growing up alone. 
not not being able to get married. He he was married before, but uh, this was so he is making history because he's our first married at first sight contestant that was married before. So he got divorced. It was because he had too many military commitments and responsibilities, and um, that kind of sucks because it's like okay. I don't again I don't know this woman at all uh, the only thing that I know about her is that she couldn't take him being away so much because of his military commitments but my thing is isn't that kind of a not oxymoron but a catch-22 is because women want you to be established right so he goes into the military to gain commitment and and be established in his career and this is what he's doing, but now you're mad that you are don't have time to hang out with him or whatever because of the very thing that you wanted him to do. So, what do you do with that? <laughs> you know, how do you how do you, how does one feel about that? That must suck. You know, uh, coming from the guy, coming from Eric. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I don't know what he was doing before, but he was like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to be an Air Force Reserve. So I'm doing all this stuff to solidify myself in my life and to secure my future. And your wife, the one who married you, wasn't a random ass girlfriend. The one who was like, okay, I'm with you till the end was like, eh, actually, never mind. <laughs> and she leaves because you were you were too into the thing that was going to secure your future that must be a mind fuck because he was probably like listen i'm doing this for the both of us do you want to have a house when we're retired do you want to have retirement money well this is where this is coming from this is the, i'm i'm doing all this shit now so i don't have to do so we don't have to do anything later in life when we're 65 70 we're good we'll be straight the, the government's going to take care of us because I served my country. And she's like, eh, I'm out. Sorry. Can't do it. I wonder what she's doing now. <laughs> I'm very curious as, as to what she's doing now. But, okay. I don't know. I I thought that women wanted dudes to be established before they got married. This is exactly what he was doing. He was following protocol. So now even that is bad i don't know i don't know that's very interesting to me but anyway i like eric he's cool um yeah so i like uh i like eric um says he loves to laugh makes jokes has a dog everybody there's another thing uh atlanta does everybody have a freaking dog where you're where you're at <laughs> i don't understand because all the um all the participants have dogs and that's like the first time that i've really seen that i mean sure maybe some of them like some maybe like three out of the ten would have a cat or a puppy or something like that but all of them or like at least the most this is the most that i've ever seen any any of the contestants have uh, puppies but anyway says he loves to laugh makes jokes has a dog flies in his free time and would like to share that with his wife. Fall, and he says, falling in love is like having the best landing of your life. You know, a little pilot joke. But, uh, yeah. Um, 
there was a a participant who I I guess because of course they they ran through a lot of the uh contestants who would not be on the show just just members of society who was participating and um one of them says I only had sex with one guy and it was 8 years apart so it was a total of two times and not to say that she was happy about this but why is that e- why does that sentence even exist like why would you do that <laughs> like what I hope you weren't in a relationship with him because he definitely was not in a relationship with you if if you think that that's okay to have sex with one guy and it was eight years apart so it was a total of two times unless you know he had sex with you and then like left i mean you guys weren't a thing you guys dated or something and then you guys lived lives your separate lives and then he came back and i guess you were celibate and but he came back into your life and was like hey what's up and then you guys had sex again you know that's the only way that i can see that happening i cannot see that happening with you being in a relationship with that guy and only having sex twice in eight years that is blasphemy if you think this this man was faithful i mean if he was then no no you know what no because if he was faithful then you guys would be married right now you would not go on a show called married at first sight you know so i hope she doesn't think that that was acceptable because it's not and i hate when women think that it is because that's horrible that is a horrible stat to have (laughs) that is a horrible sentence anyway moving on so we're up to brianna she's 28 she is an out she's called the outspoken optimist and she's an engineer so again financially ready for marriage she is a she's a go um but right off the bat i do not like this woman (laughs) because she says i don't open up easily that just reminds me of iris from whatever season she was iris and keith i think that was his name but i yeah i don't like iris iris the virgin you know the the one who liked to say that she was a virgin every five seconds every person that she wanted to tell she was like hey guess what i'm a virgin i'm a virgin i'm a virgin i'm a virgin hey hey what's up mailman i'm a virgin hey what's up uh i don't know hey mom and dad i'm still a virgin you know so aren't you happy so oh god um she says i don't open up easily especially when it comes to affection don't like that either so great and now i'm just thinking about me because one i do like to open up granted i am a private person so i'm just not going to just tell you everything but i do open up obviously clearly i have a podcast where i'm opening up to everybody but then it says especially when it comes to affection that sucks because now not only does she reminds me of iris she reminds me of karen from last season and that's gonna be tough for me because i am my love language is physical touch so if she's saying that it's she doesn't open up easily when it comes to affection not gonna work so and then she says i'm a little bit picky a lie (laughs) she's very picky most likely and she has a laundry list laundry list of things that she looks for in a partner oh goody i love laundry lists from women (laughs) who are looking for a partner this is amazing 
And it's number one, be patient. Mm, red flag. Number two, be physically attractive. Well, that's fine. Three, financially stable, of course. Uh, four, f- f- financially aware. I guess you know where where you're spending all your money. Uh, number five, have friends. Sure. Number six, have a go-getter, hustler attitude. So, okay, that's fine. She doesn't want you to be lazy playing God of War or Call of Duty uh, on your uh, television. And number seven, she would like her husband to make more money than her. Oh, look at that. How stereotypical. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't like this person. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Just Just her. I don't like that list. Well, half of it is fine. The other half is just just stereotypical, and it and it triggers me, man. Because, again, what did we talk about at the beginning of this episode? There's the love side of marriage, and there's the financial side of marriage, and I hate it when women concentrate on the financial because it triggers me, it hurts me, and but also I hate it the fact that you think that the financial stuff is going to be enough for a marriage because for me and i truly feel this and i and i don't have any qualms of saying it on this podcast because i think i've said it before women would rather be women would rather uh be stable than happy in a relationship because there's a lot of women who have crap relationships they hate their man or whatever they haven't had sex with him in months but they but hey they're financially stable and i'm not talking about rich i'm not talking about that but they're in a good standing where they don't have to leave or because if they do leave uh everything is out of whack they won't they won't be able to survive or at least survive for a long time so they're just gonna stay and just be in a miserable but stable be in a miserable but financially stable relationship as opposed to being in a happy one but they're kind of poor or they're they're kind of struggling but hey at least the person's making it fun and you know they know uh that they can't have everything that they want but they're good with what they have and that's and when i see these things like oh i want them to be financially stable financially aware Go get her attitude. I want my husband to make more money than me. Why does he need to make more money than you? That that's my thing. Why can't he specifically? Why does he specifically need to make more than you? How about if he made the same? Is he not compatible now with you? Like why? What does that mean when he makes more than you? Like the like the tall stuff. I I understand. I like I understand when women say they want a guy who's taller than them. Even though I think that's an arbitrary attribute to have. But hey, that's just nature. That's just women's instinct and nature. Fine. We'll we'll I'll let you have that. But to make more than you, as opposed to making the same, I want I want to know why. That's just that's just interesting to me. Why that is, but. I don't know. Guess I'll never know. But she says she's structured and organized, um, which means she's very rigid and she is inflexible. <laughs> um, that That's what I believe that is. And um, she's very cleanly. She will reprimand you. Well, that's always nice. 
if you're not clean and she and it takes her a bit to love obviously but she loves deeply once you win her over and i don't like that winning over thing so you're gonna so you're gonna be a bitch until you feel that you're in love with me now or you're gonna or you're gonna be that hesitant to do anything you like that's the thing like you're gonna be like a karen you know you're gonna be like a karen you're gonna be very standoffish and it's like come on yo let's go let's let's do this no i'm not doing that or whatever it's like ugh, you know it's, uh, like you're, so you're gonna be very cold shoulder until a miraculous thing happens and you're like oh okay we can we can we can be cool now it's like uh i don't know i i, I can't deal with that that cold shoulder stuff or that slow to slow to build type thing i'm not saying that you need to jump his bones or, or jump my bones the first time you see me but you're already warning me that you one you're not gonna touch me you're you're gonna reprimand me you need you want me to make more money than you and it's gonna take a while for you to love me like what am i supposed to do with those characteristics how how do how how am I supposed to feel about that? You know, I don't know. But uh oh, okay. So they 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 go to uh Pastor Cal and he says that uh that they take deal breakers seriously, but at the same time some deal breakers hold back people from finding their true love, which is true cuz some people some people's uh deal breakers are uh silly they're delusional it's like why why is that even a deal breaker for you so uh sometimes we we look past those we look beyond we sometimes we want them to look beyond the superficial it's not hot for each other at first sight it's married at first sight and i like that that, that that's very true um yeah sometimes you just need to look past those things um and just go with your gut see what this person has to offer before you're like Ugh, i don't i don't know i don't i don't like this person you know you, you you should do that okay so we are on Haley. Haley is 28 wait hold on oh uh, yeah brianna was 28 okay so Haley is 28 her moniker is always the bridesmaid and she's a sales representative okay so she hasn't been in a committed relationship since she was 21 so that means she's been single for seven years. Hey, Haley, I've been single for nine. So I completely understand where you're coming from. So she says she's been single for so long that she, you know, she's in a rhythm. She's in a pattern. She says, I do what I want, when I want, and how I want. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. And that's, mm, it's very understandable because, again, you've been single for seven years. Who, who, who why would you answer to anybody else? But again, you're getting married, so that's not how uh, things work. Everything is supposed to be, most things are supposed to be a compromise. Got to let that other person know. So you're going to have to crack that uh, regimen, that attitude that you've been having for seven years. Once you say I do, that shit's gone. You know, you got to listen. Not to say that you need to listen to this person and be submissive. I'm just saying there's going to be dialogue that needs to be had. There's going to be another person with you that you need to discuss things with. You can't just go willy-nilly and do things that you want. But I believe that she will uh, 
be get accustomed to that new way of living. She's she says that she's been a bridesmaid fourteen times. Okay, so but that's kind of good because that means she's the important friend. Okay, because for me, I've I and again this is not to toot my own horn or pat my own back, but I've been groomsmen for some people that I didn't even know why I was <laughs> okay uh because I thought that we didn't have that much of a bond that much of a long-standing friendship and it, let alone be in what some consider to be the most important day of your life yet you want me to be a part of that not even it, it's fine that you I can take it if you want I can understand if you want me to be in uh in the audience that you invite me to your wedding but to be a groomsman to be to stand beside you as you marry your best friend that is something completely different um that's happened to me quite a few times and it's kind of nerve-wracking because i would say i would literally say say to them like what are you serious what you you ran out of people or something to ask and they all said no because it didn't it didn't make any sense to me i'm like why are you asking why are you asking me to uh be a groomsman i've i've known you for like two years what is going on but again i've let i've let a pretty i left a good impression on them to be like no i want this guy to stand next to me when i married the love of my life and i i um i uh commend that like that that's awesome like I, I i'm really honored by that you know that that sounds awesome and that sounds pretty cool that that they would do that so when i hear that that she's been impressed me 14 times that's crazy that 14 of her friends have been married i mean the same for me but i wasn't a i wasn't a freaking bridesmaid <laughs> i mean i wasn't freaking a groomsman 14 times but it but it, it means that she's a very important friend you know that, that's good she's had two relationships the first one was five years, and he, she said that the person was super controlling, and uh, yeah, it was fine one day, and then the another day not talking for the next either day, week, or month, and it was very on and off, and she found out that he got another girl pregnant, so that's always, uh, that always sucks, and so that made her not, that began her to not trust anyone which always sucks because now you need to one that she has baggage and two you need to pry open that part of them that they don't want open because it's so hard to trust again they they it's it's baggage it, it's like yeah it's like a bag that they you know they they locked up and they threw away the key you know and uh it's it it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to break that free and then have that person just divulge everything out of themselves to be vulnerable not everybody can do that one and not and two not everybody is willing to do that and just pour out to you especially in a show like this and it's it's very hard because they don't know they literally don't know you they just met you and now we're married and you want me to confess everything but i don't know who who who's to say but hopefully she um 
she uh, gets over that hump. I know it's going to be hard, but she definitely needs to do that if she wants her relationship to her marriage to work. So her second relationship, that person got into drugs and alcohol. So that that's never good. So at least I'm glad that she uh, left that one. So again, she's been single for seven years. She hasn't had anybody since she's been twenty since uh since she was 21 so that's i don't know it's rough uh, but the thing is you find a lot about yourself in your singledom and that's exactly what happened to me too that is what's happening to me every day i find something new about myself so when you do go into a new relationship you know how to uh you know yourself better and you know that you aren't gonna take some shit and other things you're okay with and you know how to maneuver better and you know, you know how to communicate better as well. So all that stuff is good. Her being seven years single, that doesn't mean that she's a loser or whatever. She was just finding herself. Now she knows herself. So now, again, she's ready to be, mad- to be married. Okay? So next person is Ryan, 29 years old. He's a Mr. Confident and Calculated. Now, with that stuff being said me i would hate him because he just sounds like uh not a brett i kind of like brett from last season but like a jock like you know just like that just like ugh, ugh, shut up you know mr confident and calculated i I, like i hate those i hate those guys one because they're douches and two because they always got the girls and i didn't (laughs) so there's definitely a smidge of jealousy when i hear those things but at the same time this person seems pretty cool okay so oh i don't think i got his uh, oh no i did i was gonna say i I thought i didn't get his uh his his job but first he wants to build a garage gym and even even with that stuff i'm like i hate him because i want to go to the gym too well i want to get well i don't want to get necessarily buff because i'm skinny i'm skinny as hell i'm I'm a string bean if you'd ever see me um i just want to get to my i don't know what my ideal weight is but i definitely want to get my weight up i want to put on like 20 or 30 pounds but i'm skinny i i have high metabolism i can't uh put on weight (laughs) so that that's hard but he's a project manager at a software company so again you know making money so again financially stable to be married he is good 29 years old that's a that's a good age too and project manager financially stable to get married he's good um he says he's a routine calculated guy he's he's very routine two three hours in the gym monday through friday after work that's what he does that's what he does don't try to get him off his regimen that's what he does and i mean he's he's not super diesel but he's absolutely fit absolutely fit there's, there's no question that he's fit and um so he said something very interesting and he said that he has worked a lot to get to where he's at and he may have sacrificed a relationship for that um not sacrificed a relationship just for him to do all this stuff he had to sacrifice he had to sacrifice the potential of being in a relationship not to say that he had one lined up but it was either be in a relationship start being in a relationship with whoever or get myself right and that's just that's interesting to me because i'm at that crossroads right now 
because again i'm a hopeless romantic and all that stuff but i need to get my shit together so it's like do i have to give up that uh wishful thinking of oh man if i can be in a relationship that'd be awesome at the same time that i'm trying to build myself that'd be cool um should i give up that should i give up that um that type of uh thinking and just disavow trying to get a relationship and just focus on me and get myself together like why can't it be both me again i like the building part of it i like hey let's build together as opposed to okay i'm straight and i mean yeah you could get on you can get on this ship but i'm good i'm good with you um whether you're here or not you know i'm good with or without you as women love to say oh i i don't need you i don't need no man i'm good with or without you like how how does it sound when it's on the other foot you know when it's switched up when the genders when the genders are switched you know yeah i mean sure you could i mean you could be my girl whatever but i'm good i'm good with you i'm good without you though (laughs) with or without you it don't really matter you know so i don't know that's just very interesting to me um but he says that he's missing that person to just lean on and i understand that like that's for me too like uh, oh man i did i did i see this from this or i probably saw it from something else where um, it was probably a meme where it was saying that having someone encourage you or having a loved one encourage you or support you makes things so much better, like a thousand percent. And I'm not to say, and I'm when I say this, I'm not saying that my ex fiance didn't do that. She very much did. Um, but again, I, I guess she can take so much before she left. But it's so true, though that when someone has your back and they're supporting you and they're rooting for you and they're your number one cheerleader it's it's such a profound feeling it feels so good that you have somebody that understands your vision wants you to complete it and is there for you and saying yes you can do it because i believe in you you're awesome go ahead do it you know because i've i've had people say this i've had people say this to me but they still left you know i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the ones that stay fine you had to leave and venture off and do your own thing that's great and now you're married and you have everything that you wanted that's great but you don't get to still believe in me after you left me because that means you did you didn't believe in me you left <laughs> so you you left you believed in me enough to just enough so you left then you didn't believe anymore you know and again to each their own on the flip side yeah are they supposed to stay for like the next 20 years still believing in me because they had a point right i mean they they're married they're good and i'm still in the position where they left me at you know i'm 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 still in that same place mentally I mean, not mentally but uh like physically i guess uh so were they right for sure for, for for them they were because now they have what they got my exes are both my exes are married so they got what they wanted 
but I don't know for them to still root for me while they're not beside me it kind of rings false you know I guess it's one of those things where both people are right like yeah I'm right because it it rings false that like yeah I believe in you I believe in you no you don't because you'd still be here but at the same time they had every right to leave because they believed in me but you know they couldn't anymore so they left to go get what they wanted which they got so it's it's rough it's 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 a rough thing but i commend ryan for foregoing a relationship to cultivate himself which he did physically and mentally because again dude dude is he's jacked and he has a great uh he has a great um job for it and now now he can go back to trying to find a relationship because now he's established he has a great house he has half of a garage gym and all that he needs he has a great job and all that he needs to do is find a woman and which he will because he's on the show but he does understand that he's missing that person to lean on and he said he just recently went on a best friend's trip and it was seven people it was three couples and him and i totally understand that i used to be that person i used to be that wingman or not wingman what is it um not wingman uh fifth wheel like fifth wheel but here it was like the seventh wheel because it sucks you know you go on this trip let's say you go on this week-long trip and (laughs) you're sleeping by yourself and all your friend, all your other friends, the friends that you went with, have their significant other, and they're banging in their selective rooms, you know. And you're just there by yourself, and you're like, man, I want to be in that position, you know. I mean, literally or phys- and figuratively, with someone, and it sucks because those people are in love, and you're not. You're just there on a trip with your friends. But what are you gonna do? it is what it is <laughs> uh but yeah so it stinks so but ryan is cool i like ryan oh and i don't know if i said that i liked Haley, but i like Haley. Haley's Haley's pretty cool so um we're nearing the last two people right yeah i think so two or three people i believe so Paige is 26 and her moniker is destined for love so i believe Paige is the youngest uh person yeah um well one of the youngest Paige is 26 she's destined for love she's an accountant and a realtor so boom again accountant and realtor financially stable to be married okay so she's she's had some pretty bad um juju in her family her mom has been married three times and divorced three times her dad has been married twice and divorced twice and she says that she's trying to break that generational curse she says that she deserves someone that's committed um she says she has the desire to be better than she she wants to have no she wants to have a man to have the desire to be better than where they are now and uh yeah and well she has the desire too that she wants that she wants to be better than where they are which is you know i guess being ambitious not 
resting on your laurels. I, I can appreciate that. And she says that God cultivated her to be in love and to have children. And she wants to, she wants to have two to three children. And, you know, she seems pretty cool. I mean, she's okay, attractive wise, and she's all right. But I mean, she's, uh, not bubbly, but she's, um, positive. Yeah, there you go. She's, she's positive. So, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, she can, uh, be a, cool like wife and stuff like that you know me personally i wouldn't have gone for her but yeah she seems cool and she doesn't look 26 too she looks older and that i mean that's not a diss on her she probably looks like 29 uh as opposed to 26 um there's jacob and jacob is the oldest person on married at first sight i don't know if he's the oldest the oldest person in the history of married at first sight but he's probably close because i remember this guy oh man maybe season no not season four Man, I forget. Um, I forget what. <sighs> I forget what season it was, but he was probably thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and I think his name was Keith too. Keith and Heather, I think. Was her name Heather? Oh man, I, I forget her name. But she was a blonde, and she would change her hair color from like bronze to brunette all the time. Um, I forgot what season, but. Yeah, so anyway, so Jacob, Jacob is 38, and his moniker is Mr. Last Chance for Love, and he's a senior IT programmer. Again, financially stable to be married, you know, so apparently that's all you need sometimes, financially stable to be married, because I believe that you'll be married longer if you're financially stable than as opposed to not being happy, um... And I don't know, that stinks. That 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 stinks. But he says, uh, during his twenties, he never gave a hundred percent commitment to his uh girlfriends and he always thought that there was something better. And I guess that's a normal that's a normalcy thing with um dudes. They like they do that a lot. Um not to say that that's uh that's not to say that that's right, but that's pretty much the go-to pattern <laughs> of men at that age that they always think that there's something better because the men don't want to settle down at that age they're in their 20s you know so they want to see what's out there um so he started thinking about marriage at around 35 and he's like okay man you're pushing 40 what's going on so which i understand because hey i am 40 so but i did i i definitely started thinking about marriage before him though because um, I got engaged when I was 32, um, in 2012, and I started, well, and I dated, started dating my ex-fiance in, in, uh, 2008, so I was 28, so from 28 to 32, that's when I thought about marriage, but him, he started thinking about marriage at 35, so, he's a big nerd, he likes, uh, 80s things, where it's, um, uh, I don't know about action figures, but memorabilia. He has ne uh, neon stuff. He had. I saw a couple of times that he had the uh, the NES Mini, and I believe he has the SNES Mini. He's definitely into video games. He uh, the nearest control, the nearest, the latest controller that I saw was an Xbox One. So he probably has the Xbox One. So this guy plays video games. He has a man cave, and it looks super cool. Very neonish. It looks like I wouldn't be surprised if he had a Twitch account which is a video game account where you make money and stuff like that. But he didn't say, 
But I wouldn't be surprised because he has the background for that. Uh, he has the background because a lot of um, Twitch streamers have their nerd memorabilia behind them so they can showcase how nerdy they are to the viewing audience on their platform. And he definitely has his man cave set up in that fashion where, let's say, if he was to speak through the computer on a Zoom or on a Twitch you will see the background of all his nerdy stuff. So I would not be surprised if he was on Twitch, that he had a Twitch account. So the last relationship that he... Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, okay, that was it, that was it. Um, Oh, yeah, so he says he's he's really banking on the 40 thing. Like, he he's saying that, man, this might be the last chance I find love before 40. And it's interesting because why does he seem like he he thinks he's not going to find love after 40. Like what happens? Does he turn back into a frog or something like that? Why is he so hell bent on getting married before 40? That's my thing. Um, I don't think I necessarily had that, that mental idea too. Although I was worried that man, I'm 40. So when I have my kid, I'm, we're always going to be 40 years apart. So that's super old. Like when he, when my kid becomes 40, I'll be 80. That's crazy. When I'm 50, he'll be 10. You know, I never wanted to be that old. If I was going to have kids, I never wanted to be like that old, that old guy who has this like kid at like no offense to who I'm going to say, but like David Letterman, like he was super old when he had his kid it was like in his six, I don't know, late fifties, early sixties, and it's like, ugh, I don't want to be like seventy two, and my kid is graduating high school or like college or something like that, and I'm super old, like, but I mean, I can't fight it. I mean, I'm forty years old, so I am old. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm an old man, so it 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 stinks. It stinks that it's like that, but I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess if I do have the privilege of getting married, I'll be happy that I have a son at any age. But still, I, I when I was younger, I did not want to have a child. I didn't want to have that big of a gap like that with my children. But, oh well. It is what it is. Um, so we have Vincent. He's 28. He is, his moniker is Legacy Builder. And he is an auto broker. So... One thing when Pastor Cal was going to his uh, house, he told the story about that. Oh, because Pastor Cal got into his house, well, got into his house like he broke into it. He, he Vincent let Pastor Cal into his house, and Pastor Cal was going through his closets, and he saw that he had a lot of suits, but he didn't have any shoes. So Vincent, so Pastor Cal said, "What happened to your shoes?" And he said, "Well, I gave my shoes to the homeless when." He gave, he gave his shoes to his homeless because, um, he he was he's just giving like that. He he's just a giving person, and um, Pastor Cal was he was admired by that. It was like wow, you gave because he said he he never wants to be in that position where, uh, you know he might be homeless and somebody might not want to help him or something like that so he gave most of his shoes to him instead of donating to goodwill or something like that he gave him his shoes so that's that's pretty cool 
Vincent's dad wasn't wasn't there in his life, so him he's super hell bent on being the super dad that he never had to his kids, um, and that's the that's the kind of dad that he would want for his children to to be there to just be there because his dad wasn't there. I don't know if his dad died. I think he would have said it, but I think his dad probably just left. And the last relationship that Vincent had it ended because he wanted to start his own business and she wasn't supportive. Uh, she wanted a guy with a corporate job and she didn't like that he didn't have a degree so those are very specific things that this that his ex wanted but i mean i can understand i'm not to say that i'm that i'm for what his girlfriend his ex was talking about but i get it you know corporate job is stable again see women want stability so a corporate job is much more stable than him owning his own business because that that is a lot of collateral to start um who's to say that's gonna work and you might be wasting your time but at least with a corporate job it's gonna be there and all you're doing is collecting money for doing the work that you're doing and that's what she wanted so she wasn't supportive so they broke up so he says i want to find someone that's willing to stay through the thick and thin which is what i wanted um and ride through the highs and the lows which is what i wanted as well and unfortunately i didn't get that and i can't necessarily blame my ex-fiance but that's what happened <laughs> i mean again but again we wouldn't have been a uh, good together um because we again we just were going we we're headed towards two separate directions wouldn't have worked eventually we probably would have gotten a divorce um and that would have sucked that that definitely would have broken my heart um so i kind of have to kind of be grateful that uh we didn't work out but i don't like saying that um but yeah so the last person is virginia she's 26 years old and her moniker is miss fun loving she's a customer experience specialist at a marketing firm okay so again financially stable to be married and you might say customer experience specialist man that is just customer service well she's living on her own at 26 years old okay so that that's that's enough for her <laughs> okay so it's, it's enough to live on your own and be independent so they so there you go stop judging but uh, she's 26 she's not what she's not really good with oh she's not really good with sitting at home she likes to be out she she hates the term settling down because she likes to be out and about and have fun and all that all that good stuff um she likes to party every weekend jello shots all that stuff um she definitely has attachment issues um because of her parents her parents got divorced and she's been single for five years um she didn't want to get married at first because of divorce her, her parents had a had a pretty bad divorce i mean i know there was some more with that uh unfortunately unfortunately i couldn't get uh i couldn't write down what exactly what that was but hopefully in the next episode i'll be able to really dive in and see what that issue was so um that's her so the couples are uh brianna and brianna which is 28 and vincent who's also 28 okay hey uh brianna was the uh 
hold on. Brianna was the outspoken optimist, you know, the financially stable, financially aware person. And Vincent was the legacy builder, the auto broker, the one that um, had the girlfriend who wasn't supportive. So that's them. They're, they're together. Haley, which is 28, the one who was single for seven years um, and who is uh, the always the bridesmaid. Um, that's a better thing. She was always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And Jacob. Jacob is the... Oh, Mr. Last Chance for Love, you know, the one who's worried about being old. Haley is 28 and Jacob is 38. So that's a 10 year gap. So on the kickoff special, they keep saying they kept saying that they were worried about their that age gap. But I'm looking at it like I think that's going to be fine. I mean, that's a regular not to say that's a regular age gap, but men, I mean, unless you're super, super young, but he's going to be fine with that age because that's that's a good age for them to spend time with each other before they start having kids you know it's not going to be a rush unless she really wants to have kids but she didn't bring that up and um Haley's gonna like him because he's 38 he's an older man and women like older men because they're established and they're not here for the games <laughs> ironically even though he plays video games but you know what I'm saying? She's not here. He's not here for the games. He's going to be serious, and he wants to be serious. So I don't see how that age gap is bad. If it was the other way around, then I would be okay. Like, because if Haley was 38 and Jacob was 28, now that is that is the disaster. Look at Miles and Karen. Miles, they were four years apart, and she thought of him as a little brother for the entire season. So that would be horrible, but. Jacob being 38 and Haley being 28, that's okay. That's fine with me. I don't know. Next couple is Paige, which is 26. Paige was the, um, I don't know. I didn't write too much about her, though, so I don't know if she was that memorable. I apologize. Paige. Paige. Where are you, Paige? Oh, yeah, she was the Destined for Love and she she was the one who wanted to break the generational uh angst in her family um yeah that was her she's 26 and chris is 27 chris was the douchebag the um oh i'm uh i want my woman to be submissive and sexy and blah 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 all that stuff that so i i don't know if that's good no I was going to say, I don't know if that couple's going to work. No, it's not going to work because of Chris. <laughs> He's horrible. Virginia is 26. She was the, not teeny bopper, but won't settle down, always partying and all that stuff. She's 26. And Eric, 34, who's the pilot. So that, <clears throat> now this age gap, I'm not even, well, this age gap I'm worried about, even though it's, even though it's smaller than Haley and Jacobs, I feel Haley is a mature 28 and Jacob is a fun-loving 38-year-old. He's not like a hoity-toity. But Virginia seems super young because she's like, yeah, party and all that stuff, which is fine. She's 26. She can do that. But Eric is 34, and he specifically said that he's done with like the raves and the partying. He he is not into that. He's That's out of his system. So that's going to be a big conflict. And he, he does seem like he's not an old guy, but... Yeah, like an old men like an old mentality, like he's done. Um, you know, kind of like the old where you get up from your chair and you and you 
make a sound like a, ooh, you know, not to say that something's hurt, but you just don't get up anymore. You make a sound like a, like that. <laughs> that's the kind of old that I'm talking about. I think that's what Eric is right now. And the last couple is Clara, 27. The um, Clara is the, the one who has tasted every race under the sun. That's her words, not mine. And Ryan, which is 29, which is the um, the one who wants the gym, Mr. Calculated and Confident. That's him. So I think that couple is going to be awesome because Clara said that she wanted a ethnically ambiguous uh, man. And Ryan is half black, half white, but he looks Middle Eastern. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, but that's but that's the couple that are that's the couple that is our season 12 cast i think it's going to be pretty damn awesome i can't wait for it to happen so uh i'm gonna do a card i mean you know so i'm going to do card number uh 12 i believe it is let's do it thank you guys for listening this whole time it's been an hour and 35 minutes good lord don't you have something better to do? <laughs> All right. What more can I learn in order to make a more informed decision? Oh, man. That's with everything. Right now, uh, I'm looking into, like, the whole stock stuff. Um, stonks, as people like to say. I'm looking into stocks. I'm looking into moving. Um, so what more can I learn? In order to make a more informed decision, well, everything <laughs> you know, I can read, I can watch those things on, uh, I don't know, CNBC or, or whatever those like stocks shows, or I can also, um, I saw that Zillow, I saw that SNL <laughs> did a, uh, um, did a a skit about zillow being better than sex because that's the age that we're at we're like oh my god how many square feet does this place have oh <laughs> you know and get all all hopped up and all that stuff because we're old and <laughs> that's what gets us uh going now uh well i mean except for me but i still love sex but i get the sentiment because right now i'm looking into places to move and yeah uh what more can i learn in order to make an informed decision yeah it just learn more about things like that because again this stuff is hard man i mean again uh school doesn't teach you this these things they teach you the uh, pythagorean theorem and i still don't and i still haven't used it in regular life i wish they sh would have told me about taxes and hoa and ira and ipo and all these initials instead of rooting for my football team that i had no interest in rooting for <laughs> you know what i mean they should have they should have taught me um ipo ira all that stuff as opposed to uh r and s and for those of you who went to uh spring valley high school you know what r and s means <laughs> so i won't i won't repeat it here but yeah so i i wish they uh, taught me more about life as opposed to life within high school that's all they that's all that they tell you um but yeah i mean yeah that, that that's what i can learn more of just just go to these um, you know google is your friend 
So that's what I need to do and really, really work on things for this year. I'm telling you, I, I really, it, 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 this year is definitely a, uh, a, a vote for change. And I'm not even talking about political stuff, but change, change, change is always on the brain. Um, yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a big thing. So that, that, that's what I'm going to try and do. Yeah. It's just change. So that's what I'm going to learn more of all those things. So I can have a better 2021 and, you know, rock the house. So anyway, uh, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is Tink Pod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can either call 845-393-1863 and leave a voicemail or email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.